Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get started, I want to let you guys know that we now have a new email list. So if you want to get notifications whenever a new episode is released, go ahead and sign up. The link is in the show notes. Hello everyone, my name is Jason Ramirez and welcome to The Hit List, a podcast where me and a guest cross off films from our watch list by watching them. I am joined today by local filmmaker, photographer, and friend, Albert Benderman. Welcome, Albert. Thank you for being here. What's good? What's good? Thank you for having me, man. I'm excited. So Albert is my first guest, and the two films we, um, we're going to be discussing today are The Stranger, directed by Orson Welles, and The Foreigner, directed by Martin Campbell. Uh, Albert, you watched The Foreigner. Uh, we both watched The Foreigner, uh, but it was on your list. Yeah. So why was The Foreigner on your list? Well, at the time when I heard it was coming out, um, I was actually in London for the first time in my life. And they, uh, some of the movie takes place there. So I got really excited to see um, what they would be doing uh, with the movie. Because ja- at the time, Jackie Chan hasn't done, I don't, I don't believe he's done like a major action in a while. Because, you know, he's famous for doing his own stunts and stuff like that. Especially how dangerous they are. So I was like, uh, when it came out, I was like, yeah, I really, I'm really excited to see the movie. I'm really excited to see Jackie, uh, Jackie Chan. Uh, Pierce Bronson's in it too. He does an amazing job as well. So I was like, yeah, I have to see this. That's why I was really excited for it. Yeah, um, I, I remember seeing the commercials for it. And um, back on like Twitter, when I was still like very active on Twitter, I saw the commercials for it. And I was like, oh, this is very different from what he usually does. No, I was going to say um, what I liked about it too overall, like why I was really excited about it too, is that um, when you have someone like Jackie Chan coming back and, and doing his stuff, it, it, like, it just shows that he didn't like miss a step, you know, because my exposure to him was through Rush Hour um, not through, so it's not, he did his own, there were stunts in there, but it was like action oriented. So it was nice to really see him in um, an action oriented film. And especially years later from, you know, his big Hollywood stuff he was doing with all his different franchises. So um, it, it was just nice to see him like that. Yeah. Um, I'm very used to seeing him being action comedies and I can, we kind of forget that he's actually a very good actor. He knows um, how to act, essentially. For sure. For sure. And the thing is, I was, when I first saw this, this isn't my first time seeing it. I saw it, like, a while ago. But the first time I saw it, I was very surprised at how little, how much of a small role he had in the film, but also not so small, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it was a, it was a good mixture, especially, like, like you said, he, uh, he can really act. And I feel like a lot of people... Um, haven't seen his movies when this until this one came out because there's a whole generation that kind of like was born and they really see what Jackie Chan's in his uh, highlight years doing it and uh, he shows a lot of emotion and just like mixed with the action the dialogue and everything you really see Jackie Chan like shine for for really good so I, I like that yeah and um, one of the things that I think was really good about this movie is that like it's the thriller aspect and it's also like Irish history that I never knew about I didn't know about the IRA before I saw this movie I didn't know about like very true the whole the reason why they even rebelled in the first place because like it's essentially just occupation of the u.s occupation of the uk or yeah or whatever they want to go by they have so many different names <laughs> just very true yeah it was uh yeah it was interesting to see the the like different like a history lesson basically on certain things obviously it's a movie so a lot of it's dramatized but still the the core aspects of it and seeing two sides that weren't, um, they like, they both had like, you know, you always get pitted with these different ideologies and these different ways of doing things. So it was basically like a revenge tale. So it was nice to see uh, a revenge tale. 
that wasn't so like, oh, okay, I'm uh, I'm doing this just because of this certain action that's making me spring in. Like Jackie Chan obviously has reasons, his character has reasons for doing what he did, but I like the other storylines that are in the movie that kept me engaged and just made it overall entertaining. It made it, it's still the same, cut for the same cloth of, of the many Revenge Tale movies, but it still was just its own nice, like fresh air with it. And I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And speaking of like Ken coming back from retirement, it felt like a John Wick type of film, but like he's a much exactly. older man and he has a whole history behind it. That first scene where like he created an explosion in the bathroom, yeah. even though I saw it the second time, like it's still surprised, like, oh, what? Nah, man, he, it's crazy because every time you see uh, like a Jackie Chan film, you know you're going to get some crazy stunt scenes, uh, great action sequences, and you like, but but seeing there's a lot more explosions in this one. I could be wrong, but there's a lot more explosions, just crazier things than I've seen in previous Jackie Chan films. And he is much older in real life, so it was like it was very interesting to see him do this shit because especially since you know he is doing his own stunts, especially that's what makes it even more wild to me. So um, what were some of your favorite moments from the movie? Some of my favorite moments were, honestly, I really liked um, any part, like like when Pierce's character, like whenever they really kind of cornered him, like anyone in the film, you can see the pressure build up of what he was doing, what he was hiding. And I really enjoyed it because he's a great actor. And so you can really see him do a lot with this role. And I just like any scene with him, any scene with him and decision-making with it as well. It, it showed how complex his character was. Like his character had like an ironclad belief, and and he was still, but he was conflicted with Jackie Chan's character's uh, uh, motivation and what was going on there. So it's just like you can see uh, a lot of the dynamics of the movie ran through uh, that character. So that's why that's why I really enjoyed about the movie. My favorite part, anyway. Yeah, I, I didn't re- recognize Pierce Brosnan. Honestly, I don't. I think it's because like I'm not as familiar with him, but I didn't know very some, true like, actors. He sounded very Asian. What are you talking about? I do this. <laughs> no, he did. He did. Like, he just, he was just so, like, his accent was just so on point. Because I haven't seen that many films with him. So, I myself was like, wait, is he Irish? Like, is he really, his accent is really good. So, I, I enjoyed him. Did you take any notes while you, like, were watching this movie? I didn't. Because I was just enjoying it so much. I, I did because I watched it. I watched this movie twice. So, for me, um, the notes I took that, for me, because I'm, you know, as you already said, like, director and writer and everything. I just want to take notes on a revenge tale because I love revenge tale movies, but I, I really liked what this one did just in terms of like, there was just like, uh, you put politics into it because revenge tales are usually very personal, is very more grounded, doesn't deal with like a whole political uh, scheme and all these different uh, um, landscapes. So it was very interesting seeing governments that aren't our own because we're in the states because usually when we watch movies it's about the the united states government and you know all this different stuff going on so it was, it was cool learning about different politics from a different completely different world basically and still tying the revenge tale with it so that's what i enjoyed about it uh, that's that's like the notes i took just like how they did that and just like how to make it more interesting and not bore people with the details and the intricacies of the of politics and everything so that, that's that's what i took notes on and also revenge stories are like the most popular type of stories and also like they tend to be the easiest for like beginner writers i guess like my first yeah. screenplay play is a uh, revenge story but uh it's my first okay. play, so it's kind of terrible but you kind of hit it in the, in the head like um it, the revenge stories are very personal you don't really know what's going on outside of like the person getting the revenge because they're so focused they're so hard drilled onto getting the revenge 
You can yeah. kind of see that with Jackie Chan's character. He is so focused on finding the, the man who killed his daughter. He doesn't really um, see like the scope of what's really going on. If you know what I mean? Like there's like a whole world behind the whole thing that he doesn't realize, but he doesn't care essentially. Because um, when, he, when he first kept going to the, to the investigator in the beginning of the film and he offered, offered him money to get him, he said, no, we're doing our investigation right now. We have, we're actually working on this. And they actually were. So I was, okay, so they're not, they're not bullshitting, you know? They're not like yeah. cops that we know around this place. <laughs> For sure. They, it just felt so um, emotional because, like, he doesn't really understand the world. Yeah, essentially, like, there's, like, a whole world going on beside him. So, like, the character, uh, the characters he did it for the movie, I really liked as far as, like, the the motivations that they had. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Like, uh, that's actually an interesting point you brought up, too, about it is that I, I forgot, like, he is, uh, I believe he's either Chinese intelligence or he was uh, in the Chinese army. But it's very US interesting army. that he was in the U.S. army? Yeah. Okay. So, it, it was interesting to see him, like, basically he was in a whole different uh, military strength, different world, then moved over try to start a new life, which, you know, you, again, you hear from a lot of revenge stories, but I did forget, I did forget about that. That's very interesting though, that he did, he definitely had to operate in a different place because he's retired for a long time. So I definitely like that. That is, that is a good touch. That is a good touch. And now a word from our sponsors. Now back to the show. So the, the stranger, what, what made you want to watch it? What, what motivated you? Cause this was 1941, I believe this came out or no. Yeah. Somewhere <laughs> around that time. So what, what made you want to watch it? 1946. Yeah, so same decade. Um, so there are a couple reasons why I want to watch this movie. The reason why I was into my list in the first place because I really there was a moment in my life where like I got really into film noir. It was just a couple of years ago, and I even made a film called um, No Spoilers, which is on YouTube. Go ahead and watch it. And the next reason is because um, Orson Welles directed it, and I didn't re I wasn't really familiar with Orson Welles until like last year when I saw Citizen Kane, and he made that movie when he was like 25. That was his first movie. Uh, he yeah. made it 25, and I just wanted to see more Orson Welles stuff because I really liked his cinematography. So the the two reasons why is because I'm really into film noir, and also I'm I have a newfound appreciation for Orson Welles. No, it's definitely fair. Um, I I, I liked I liked. What made me seek out the movie again? Because Citizen Kane, if you go to any like kind of film class at all, Citizen Kane is definitely something that comes up. And then, or he's just a he to me, he's brilliant. He definitely did not get the he didn't get his roses when he should have, in my opinion. Especially like he has a lot of hidden gems, like because obviously Citizen Kane's like regarded as one of the like god tier films. So like things like the movies that like The Stranger um get like kind of lost in translation and didn't get appreciation until a little bit later. Um, but it definitely was like a very good, um, it was a, it was a, it was a, a fun, engaging movie for me personally. Um, so what was, what was something that like grabbed your attention with the cinematography and like the lines and the characters, like what really drew you in and kept you engaged in this movie? So when I had it on Netflix, um, you know how Netflix has like a description, like it yeah. says, um, it says like thriller movie. I'm not, I don't know what it's called, but it's not like exactly the description, but it has like the drama name. I don't know what it's called. But one of them was slow burn on like the, for like the movie. And okay. it, it did feel like a very slow burn. Cause at first I'm like, what's really going on? Like, it's so slow. Like, I oh, they let him go so they can find him or whatever. And then and it didn't get into like the middle of the film where like, oh, things are picking up now. They're really picking up. And as far as the cinematography, the one that caught, that caught my eye uh, when I saw it was like towards the end of the film when you see him playing mm, checkers yeah. with the, the, the clerk or whatever. There's like the window and you see the church. And then like he's waiting for his wife to go to the church so like she can die accidentally by falling off the ladder. 
and he um, turns his head away to see the people walking into the store. And then the camera like zooms in and you see two different people walking to the church. And then it zooms back out and it's Orson Welles. He's, he again plays checkers and he looks at the touristic church and he, he, he didn't notice that people went inside that weren't his wife. So that's the one that really stuck out to me because um, he, he does, he's done this before where like things will happen in the foreground and the background at the same time. And you don't really see as often today because it takes a lot more work to do it because he did something similar with Citizen Kane when you saw him where like he, as a young boy, like the character, a young boy, he's out playing with his sled um, yeah. out the window. And then like inside like the house, you see like his parents discussing his future. I mean, they go even further towards the camera as they sign him away. But you still see him in the background playing with his sled. So like, just like the whole amount of motion that goes on in the foreground and the background is what stuck out to me. That's good. That's good. No, it's, um, it's definitely like one of those, like you said, a slow burner. I definitely do not mind slow burners as long as where it's leading us to pays off in some way, shape or form. Um, and everything starts making sense. It's something about those movies during those times that they, they, they sometimes they uh, pan a little longer. They stay on a character a little longer, more static shots. Uh, shots so stuff like just more establishing shots and just like more of the environment really puts you in and um a lot of the a lot of the movies during that time had at least in my opinion had um a lot of the similar vibes to it when it came to how the story went and and the cinematography and something i feel like he did really well is that um he made it different he made it a little he made it different enough where it didn't feel like, okay, this is just another average movie, which now we have like hundreds of thousands of movies coming out. So now it's like different for us. Now it's like, okay, this is just the same of this. But back then, I'm sure there was like a lot more slow bottleneck of how, how many movies were coming out. So the fact that he was still able to kind of find his own way and style of doing things and make it interesting is what kept me engaged. Even till this day, it really holds up as its own slow burn movie they can enjoy even in like the year 2020. So I, I, I definitely can, I definitely can see that and get that. Which, what, actually, which one was, was your uh, favorite character in the film? I don't think I had a favorite character. Cause for me, I don't, I'm not a big fan of melodrama and they're all very melodramatic. Yeah, sure. I guess I could say I like Orson's character, but I didn't like him if you know it, cause he was a Nazi, you know? But like, yeah. I, I liked Orson Welles. So it's like, it's that dynamic where like you like the actor, but you yeah, don't like the character. Um, very true. I guess I guess the dog was fine, but like the way he treated the dog, I was like, okay, come on, like did you have to kill him? And I I wouldn't have like felt this before because I have a dog now. Um, I've never had a dog in my life, and I have a dog now. So like if I had seen this before, I would have said like, oh, okay, that's kind of mean. But I'm not. But now it's like, oh, dude, you're an asshole. Why would yeah, you? Yeah, now there's like dog? that attachment. Yeah, and like, <laughs> no, definitely, I actually agree with you on the character with Orson's character. Yeah, it's definitely uh, what's it called is. It, it's like you said, it's one of those things where you have to, uh, you have, you know, you have the actor that, you know, especially since that's why, that's why they paid those leading actors a big bucks because they're able to draw people in. They're able to perform at a high level too. They're able to do multitasking at the same time. And his character was, even though it was like, you know, like you said, Nazi and everything, it was very interesting and engaging. And especially when something's like black, like a black and white uh, noir film and all these things, especially watching it now and these days, I definitely need a very interesting character to keep me like drawn in and to keep the story going. So he definitely does that like very well. And I appreciated that in terms of like comparing this movie to Citizen Kane, do you stack this ahead of Citizen Kane or is Citizen Kane still on top tier to you in terms of his, his work? Um, I like Citizen Kane a lot more than um, 
The Stranger. I, I, the Stranger is good in its own right, but so much happens in Citizen Kane. Like, it's, like, very well done, and you see, like, different characters. Um, and it takes place in more of one town. But that's not a good justification. Like, a lot of good movies take place in just one town, but I just like Citizen Kane um, a lot, essentially. And the thing, the thing I love the most about it is that he was basically making fun of a real-life person. Like, he was parroting a real-life person, which is something that I like to do myself, or, like, I'll take a person I don't like in my own personal life, and maybe I'll make a character out of them. Um, I won't tell you who or which characters they are in which films, <laughs> but they do happen. <laughs> they do happen a lot. I and the thing is, yeah. he did it. He was 25, so he had, like, a very... He had a lot of hubris, essentially. Like, he was very proud when he was younger. And then you see, as he got older, he became more humble because of what he did and, like, how people treated him. But the fact that, like, it was so obvious who it was, <laughs> and he didn't care. <laughs> and it affected him for his whole life. That's like, whoa, dude. Um, no, it's true. Yeah. And also, like, the thing is, like, The Stranger is the only genre film he made that was successful right when it came out. Albert, do you think you should have watched The Foreigner much sooner than you have? Yeah, I I think so. Just because again, it just showed a lot of uh, appreciation Jackie Chan. Um, and maybe once I when I did finally watch it, it made me want to go back and watch more of his films that he starred in or had a, a big part in terms of production in. Um, obviously a huge Rush Hour fan, so I really enjoyed it. I definitely should have watched it sooner. I definitely think it would have helped me revisit um Jackie Chan a lot sooner and just realize how great he really is. Not that I need a reminder, but it still it was dope. What about you with the uh, the stranger? Do you think that's uh, something you should watch sooner, and why? I think if I watched this sooner, I wouldn't I wouldn't have appreciated it as much as I do right now. For one, because I have a dog now, so I know how that feels to have someone like randomly kill your dog. Even though I've never had that happen to me, I know how how it feel. And I knew who Orson Welles was. I didn't like know much of his work, if you know what I mean. So. I do think I should have seen it sooner. I think I should have seen Citizen Kane sooner so, like, I could watch this movie sooner. But I think this movie came out the right time for me. Like, I watched it at the right time. I wouldn't have appreciated it if I'd seen it, like, a year ago and if I did now. Yeah, especially with everything that's going on right now. I, I, I can definitely attest to that. And that's it for our discussion for episode one. Albert, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, man. It was fun. Albert, where can our listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram uh, at wholesome underscore monk. You can find me on Twitter at the sauceless, and you can find me on TikTok at wholesome underscore monk. Thank you for listening to the Hitlist podcast. If you like this episode, please consider giving us five stars and leaving a review. It really does help. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Hitlist Podcast and Instagram at the underscore hitlist underscore podcast. Until next time, cross off a new film from your list.